Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kingdom Hearts Coast to Coast, where the smell of cakes and pies is absolutely everywhere. I'm Juliet, and with me, as always, is my co-host, who's here with me? Madison. Yeah. And uh, I mostly see uh, severed heads. No cakes and pies. Oh. Uh, no, no, no Christmas trees, no elves. Oh, man, we must be in the other place. It's looking pretty bleak here. Dang. Uh, wow. I, uh, I, I got turned around somewhere, huh? I think you put in the wrong address. Yeah, you know, I think that it's like I put in, I put in, like, you know, the address, but I didn't put in, like, West, so it led me to Christmastown instead of Halloween Town. you know? Yeah, that'll do it. Like, the addresses are so similar otherwise. But yes, so today uh, we will be discussing the portion of Kingdom Hearts in which you visit Halloween Town for the first time. Uh, this is a world that will come back in later Kingdom Hearts games, but this is our first go around with it. And uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about The Nightmare Before Christmas, the movie that this land uh, draws its, its uh, whole thing from. This follows on from our trip to Monstro and, Atlant and Atlantica last time. Which, I've got to say, it was kind of nice to be in a less sprawling environment than Atlantica, and one where uh, nothing really presents the same kind of, like, extreme difficulty spike challenge that the Ursula fights did in, in that, so. Yeah, this one, there's a little bit of trouble navigating at times, but it's not like Atlantica, where there's a huge cavern and lots of little paths, and... The boss fights in this one are definitely on a at a lower league than Ursula. They they definitely are. I guess let's talk a little bit before we talk about the game. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, did you rewatch the Nightmare Before Christmas to prepare for this episode? So the, I have watched that movie very recently. Uh, so I did not rewatch it specifically for this because I I had watched it about like a month ago. Yeah, I watch it every Christmas. Yeah, much. I watch it. I watch it every Christmas. I consider it a Christmas movie. It's fine if you don't. But personally, I feel like it's a Christmas movie and I watch it every Christmas. How do you feel? What Do you feel like it's more of a Christmas or a Halloween movie? I watch it um, on Christmas and Halloween. Why choose? It works great for either one. Uh, it gives me some good Christmassy feelings and it's got those spooky ookies. Uh, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool really distinctive movie for them to be drawing from for Kingdom Hearts, because this is the first world that we visited that is not really a Disney movie. I mean, it technically is because Disney owns it and Disney released it. But really, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas is not a thing that comes out of sort of the the collective, you know, group of creators, basically, who were working on Disney movies in the early 90s. And Disney certainly didn't claim it for a while. They didn't. Yeah, they they kind of liked the idea. Evidently, for, from reading about it, it sounds like they kind of liked the idea of having this movie be a thing they they had brought into being because it, it sort of expanded their their brand a little bit. But also it is notably like it's it's got like the Touchstone Pictures logo on it, I think. There's been a lot of revisionist history in the last 20 years, yeah. I think. Yeah. Where it's become more and more part of the Disney brand. Well, I mean, they do they do a, an overlay of the Haunted Mansion with Nightmare Before Christmas every year for Christmas at, at uh, Disneyland. 
Uh, they do a completely, you know, different version of it with like Jack Skellington animatronics all throughout. So, yeah, they're very they're they're very happy to claim it now. But yeah, at the time, uh, I think they were a little hesitant. So, yeah, this movie is it, it bears the very distinctive signature of Tim Burton who didn't direct this movie, but basically came up with the idea. He came up with sort of a lot of the visual design, and he he really worked on, like, kind of setting up everything, um, you know, about, like, kind of how this movie would feel, I guess. And both he and uh, Henry Selleck, who directed this movie and has directed other very cool stop-motion movies like James and the Giant Peach and Coraline, uh, they were both Disney animators, actually, in the early 80s. Uh, Tim Burton eventually, he either got fired or he left. I'm not 100% sure. He just sort of wasn't really a fit for Disney Disney animation. But he was a, a very talented person, so they had financed a couple of like shorts that he made. Uh, and after those, uh, he had an idea to make a... First, it was like a TV special, like sort of a nightmare... Uh, sort of a... Uh, how the Grinch Stole Christmas type TV special based on this poem he wrote that was the the basis for The Nightmare Before Christmas. But it never really got off the ground and he kind of went away and he ended up making some very successful movies in the late 80s and early 90s, including Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Batman and uh, Edward Scissorhands. And at that point, you know, Tim Burton, kind of a hot commodity, wanted to make this this thing. And, and Disney was like pretty willing to you know, make that happen, especially since the movie actually was not going to be that expensive to make. Apparently, it did not cost as much to make as something like, say, Aladdin. So it didn't really need to be as big of a hit for them. But yeah, Tim Burton wasn't really interested in the sort of painstaking work that it takes to direct a stop motion film. So he kind of handed it off to his colleague, Henry Selick. Uh, I believe it's Selick. It might be Selick. I'm not sure. And uh, yeah, that's that's essentially how we end up with the movie we've got. It has songs by Danny Elfman and, you know, a, a lot of really good voice work by some kind of surprising people. Uh, Chris Sarandon does the speaking voice for Jack Skellington, the main character. You might know him better as uh, Prince Humperdinck from uh, from The Princess Bride. <laughs> so huh. kind of strange that. Uh, you can hear it, actually, if if you watch that movie, you know, whenever he raises his voice, he really does just kind of sound like Jack Skellington. All right. And did he come back for Kingdom Hearts or did they get someone else? Because his voice sounded a little strange to me. I don't know. I think I think that he and Ken Page, who plays the Oogie Boogie Man, came back for Kingdom Hearts. I'm pretty confident that they did not get uh, Catherine O'Hara, who played Sally in the movie to do her voice in the few lines she has in this game, because she sounds really weird to me. Like, she does not really sound like the character from the movie, but... No, you're right. I'm actually... I'm looking at IMDb now. It looks like the same person who plays Sally also played Sora's mom for that one line Oh, that had. one line. They're like, Sora, <laughs> dinner's ready. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing to confirm her existence. And it does look like Chris Sarandon did come in for Jack. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, luckily, my impression is that, that Chris Sarandon really enjoyed doing this movie. And I think that, you know, this game, that this part of the game has enough of like kind of the the personality of the movie that it was probably fun for those people to come back and like re-inhabit those characters a little bit. I hope so. This is also an interesting section of the game because it doesn't 
it it does not try as hard to actually uh replicate the plot of its movie yeah it's a it's a whole new plot it's it fits well with halloween town it does yeah but there's no uh there's no attempt to kind of boil down the the main crux of the movie which is that i mean you've you've probably seen this movie it's very beloved but you know in the movie jack skellington he's the the king of halloween town and he's kind of depressed he's stuck in a rut he discovers that Christmas Town is a thing and decides he's going to take over for Santa Claus. So he gets the whole town of Halloween Town to help him, even though none of them really understand what the deal is with Christmas. He uh, kidnaps Santa, uh, meaning well, but he does kidnap Santa and give him to a, a, a big bag of bugs that uh, terrorizes him. And uh, then he makes an absolute mess of Christmas gets his mojo back, saves Santa, Santa saves Christmas, and everyone's happy. In the game here, what we've got instead is essentially a nice little story where the Heartless have come to Halloween Town, (laughs) and Jack (laughs) wants to make them dance uh, as part of the Halloween celebration this year. I think this is so clever because, of course, the people of Halloween Town wouldn't be scared by the Heartless. No, of course not. They love them. (laughs) They love them. They're great. Uh, we do get some good heartless designs here as well. We get the the pumpkin guys that we have uh, we have seen actually in a couple other levels at this point, which is a little strange. But they fit in here. But they actually do fit in here, and uh, we get some kind of demony things. We get some fun, different heartless here. Some mummies. The little cupid doll ones come back. I like the mummies. I like how kind yeah. of spindly they are. They're cool. They got those nice round heads and everything. It's neat. And we also get in this level another example of unique character designs for the for the the world traveling uh, party members. These character designs, they slap. They're great. They're very good. They're them. all they're all good. Which one is your favorite of uh, of the lads? Gosh, I've gotten a more of an appreciation for Donald's completely unhinged mummy costume. Yeah. But I, I've always liked Soros the best with his, he's got a, a little mask like you see it, um, yeah. <laughs> like a Japanese summer festival. Right, yeah. Uh, but it's a little pumpkin and it's like a, you, I don't know what type of monster he is, a demon or an imp or something, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he's got, he's got fangs and like little wings, I think. And yeah, it's, it's very cute. I'm actually a big fan of Goofy's costume <laughs> where he's got, his hat has turned into just one big Frankenstein neck bolt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just coming out of the top of his head. Uh, and I just uh, I think it's really good. So they come to Halloween Town. They're just dressed up because they want to fit in. And yeah, they're just going to have a good time, really. Things sort of uh, pop off from there. Yeah. So Jack Skellington wants the Heartless to perform in their Halloween Day parade to dance. But um, I guess you can't really tell the Heartless what to do or he can't. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, so he's trying to figure out some way to to get them to follow his dancing orders. They they get them to do a little bit of a routine, but mostly they just like float around. They're not hostile at first, which it I thought for a second was some sort of glitch. Mm-hmm. When you first come into the main area, the Heartless yeah. are just kind of floating there, but it's not a fight. Right. So Jack Skellington, you kind of like wander around the town without meeting anyone for a minute. Until you get into Dr. Finkelstein's lab, where he and Jack are trying to figure out what to do to control the Heartless. And they're trying to create an artificial heart. 
So we get some more of this deep lore of Kingdom Hearts of what is a heart. And this is really good because they they have a recipe for a heart and it's just different (laughs) symbolic concepts, you know, like fear and memory. It's very Nightmare Before Christmas. I can Mm -hmm. tell, you know, some of these levels, it seems like they're a little less inspired yeah yeah in, in regards to the movie but this one it feels like whoever wrote this level but love nightmare before yeah, christmas they definitely they get some it. Real, real affection for it because yeah there's like original gags in this that aren't just like replicated bits from the movie but are very in keeping with it finkelstein runs down kind of all the things that a heart needs to have and he's missing a couple of items, so you have to go collect them from a couple of the other Halloween Town characters, uh, the mayor and Sally, who uh, both have. I think that the mayor, you have to play a little mini game, uh, like kind of a Simon mini game with some gravestones, so that a pumpkin will explode and you can get surprise, which is an important ingredient for a heart. Of course. And Sally gives you memory, which is a, a withered forget-me-not, which I think is great. And I love that whole thing with Sally. It's like, Sally, we need your memory. <laughs> it sounds so much, it sounds much darker than it actually is. Yes, they are not taking anything from her. No. But yeah, just like in the movie, Sally does have some misgivings about this. She does not think this is a great idea. And she actually suggests that they just have Sora, Donald, and Goofy perform in the Halloween festivities because they're pretty weird looking. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, at this point, the Heartless have kind of been monkeyed with just enough that they have become hostile. So you're fighting your way around this area. And I definitely got a little turned around doing this. I had a lot of trouble finding the mayor, actually. That was my Uh, my issue here. Yeah. My trouble was finding the graveyard. It's kind of behind a corner. Right. Uh, yeah. they, it's it's not immediately apparent. I really got hung up on this one house in town that you can interact with the doorbell and ring it and it screams. Yeah, I thought there must be something you needed to do there, but it's not. Mm, but there's not. No, like it's, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. No, I, I kind of had the same thing happen, honestly. Uh, the thing that's sort of convenient, though, is that this sort of central courtyard area of Halloween Town is very, very small. So I kind of did... Uh, some accidental grinding here, trying to find <laughs> my way to where I was supposed to be. Because you're just sort of walking around this small area and fighting Heartless. And then there's a save point that's like right there. So it's very easy. Yeah, to so after over. you make a few laps, you've probably leveled up one or yeah, two times. Yeah, right. So uh, I think I'm pretty good <laughs> on levels for a little while, honestly. So you find them, you get the ingredients, make the heart. The heart... Uh, do they even get to try the heart? It doesn't work, obviously, but they the heart does may indeed work. They uh, never get the chance to try it because Lockstock and Barrel, the little evil trick or treating kids from the movie, show uh-huh. up and snatch it. Well, they they nab it, I guess, in a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas terms. Yeah, and uh, they nab it and take it to Oogie Boogie as you do. Mm-hmm. And of course, that means yeah. That you've got to follow them to Oogie Boogie. Uh, yeah, so you um, you go through so all the several iconic locations from the movie, including mm-hmm. the pumpkin patch with the swirly hill, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and you, you got to go track down Oogie Boogie. I thought there is some platforming in here. Yes, there is. We know how Kingdom Hearts is with platforming. It's not really any better here, um, but... 
Halloween Town's fun. Halloween Town's fun. I think the issue with Halloween Town is just that it's very small and all of the areas are very small. So the camera often does not give you great angles on things. That's true. But at least being small means I didn't get as motion sick as I sometimes do with this game. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think that honestly, just having a level with like, you know, more more entertaining theming actually does kind of go a long way towards making some annoying platforming more more enjoyable here. Yeah, because even when you fall down into the bridge gulch four times yeah, because you're yeah. trying to get that treasure chest, it's yeah. not so bad because you're like, oh, the water's green. That's fun. Yeah, that is good. Actually, I got to say, this whole area looks great. Like, this is an area where the PS2 graphics have held up incredibly well. Yeah, I think it really helps, uh, of course, that Nightmare Before Christmas is already in 3D. Yes, definitely. Cartoony and 3D, which is perfect. Because the the simple 3D graphics, they just, they look, you know, they look just like the movie. They do, yeah. You know, obviously not as good as stop motion, but like, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, that's how things work and move in this world. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah, this all looks right. Uh, I didn't even get tired of the music loop, which I was really worried about last time. Uh, Oh, it was much better than the Atlantica music loop. Danny Elfman's music just translates so much better to background music. It really does, yeah. So, yeah, you you go to Oogie Boogie's Manor, which is a way more built out thing in this game than it is in the movie. It's this giant tower with all these rickety walkways sticking off of it and all these pipes that you have to climb up. You climb up to the top of this thing. There's a lot of stuff to find along the way, different treasure chests and, and little little kind of nooks and crannies with stuff in them. Uh, and at the top, you have uh, kind of a mini boss fight, I guess, with Lock, Shock and Barrel. Time to beat the crap out of some kids. I know, you're just beating these children, <laughs> and they're so tiny looking, and it feels weird. <laughs> it's not like when you're on Destiny Islands and you're fighting, you know, yeah, Titus and stuff. The, where like Those kids are the same size as you. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah... Like, yeah, Lock, Shock, and Rural, they just they just kind of run around. I, like, I didn't have too much trouble with this fight. I think I had to heal nah. once, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad. So you 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 whack them with your keyblade until they cry and apologize. <laughs> yep. And then they pretend like they're not going to help you, but they're like, I'll never tell you to find the green door, which is very cute. Yeah, that is what those characters do. Yes, they're malicious. And not very smart. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they're they're very good. They're 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 terrible henchmen, but they're great henchmen. <laughs> yeah, uh, the perfect henchmen, really. Perfect henchmen, honestly. Uh, so yeah, you're supposed to go out and find the green door, which did actually take me a little while to find because I thought I knew what I was. I thought I was looking in the right place for it, but I wasn't. And luckily, it turns out that it's just sort of down at the bottom of Oogie's Manor. <laughs> It's just down. Like it's like it's weird because in the in the movie, I feel like you have to go through like a series of really uncomfortable constricting pipes to get into Oogie Boogie's lair. But here there's just a door. There's just like he's yeah. got like a front door that you can just walk in through. You know, one thing I wasn't sure about was there's a lever that you ha- you hit in the room with lock, stock and barrel. Yeah. What does it do? I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe the green door like doesn't open or something if you don't yeah. hit that lever but it's not clear like it starts making like this like whirring sound after after you hit it 
I thought that that big curtain in the room would have would open when yeah, I did that, but right? that never opens. I guess it's just does, a wall. Does that activate the elevator? Maybe like the elevator that's outside that kind of goes between, you know, sort of the lower part and the upper part. The elevator. Yeah, it's. I uh, didn't find an elevator. The bathtub's there. The bathtub is there, but yeah, there's also an elevator. It's like it's like a big birdcage sort of thing that you can get in and it'll actually take you back down to the ground so you don't have to just like wander all the way down Oogie's Manor yeah. again. Uh the the exterior of the the tower again. Uh it is not that easy to find. I actually <laughs> I this was my one death actually in Halloween Town was I was trying to get this chest and I kept getting uh interrupted by Heartless and then I fell because the targeting made me jump out over <laughs> the just, you know, into the sky, basically, while I was trying to hit this thing. Love that. So good, always. Uh, and, uh, you know, I fell down and then I uh, kept fighting the guys, but I I was so distracted by what had just happened that they got me. Uh, but <laughs> oh, no. then on my next try, I found that elevator and I didn't have to redo it again. I didn't have to redo okay. my sort of walk down so uh also oogie's got some puppies in there like some of the the dalmatians uh that you can right. find are, are in this part and i do not want to think about that that much uh it does not seem like a good place for those small dogs in a box to be well okay that's uh i found those after fighting oogie boogie which spoiler alert the mansion is destroyed uh-huh. So um, it's good to, I guess they were there the whole time. <laughs> so I thought they were just beneath the mansion and I was like, oh, oh, that's, oh, that's much worse. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's like a little, a little divot in the ground, like a staircase oh, yeah. that just right, leads yeah. to a tiny landing. And that's where uh -huh. they were. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, so I'm glad that they were at least kept in, you know, on the structure somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, you find the green door and go inside and Oogie Boogie is there and he does have the heart. Uh, yeah, he uh, he does eat it. He does eat the heart. He swallows yep. it right up. Just gobbles it which down. Which is great. <laughs> uh, and then he, you know, is going to test it out and see if he can summon Heartless. And he does. A couple. He does summon two Heartless. I guess he's offended by that, though. He doesn't like that only two show up. Well, so like... Uh, so then he takes out his anger on you. Yeah, so Oogie Boogie to me seems like he's he's pretty pissed Gorsh. off at like how he's been uh, kind of put to the side in this whole villain organization. Because he's in that roundtable thing we saw near the beginning of the game where all of the villains are like looking into Maleficent's like scrying bowl or whatever. He does not seem to have any backup from them. He does not seem to have any control over the Heartless uh, himself like Jafar or Ursula did. He pretty much just seems to want this heart because, you know, why not? Like, it doesn't seem like it's part of, like, a larger plan or anything. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, not a great time for, for Oogie Boogie here. He tries to summon the Heartless. Doesn't work, like you said. Uh, he does get mad. And then... You have a, a boss fight with him, which very conveniently, the Nightmare Before Christmas essentially has this boss fight in it. Like, <laughs> Boogie Boogie lives in a boss fight arena with gimmicks that translate perfectly to this game. They're all here. You fight him on a big roulette wheel in the middle of his uh, his 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 lair here. Uh, it has different gimmicks, you know, some animatronic 
cowboys that that can come out and shoot you, blades that can come down from the ceiling. You always need to make sure that you are in the same sort of wedge of the wheel whenever it stops moving, because then he uh, he puts up these kind of barriers. And uh, if you're on the same section of hit as him, you can get up to the sort of otherwise inaccessible area where he is and whack him a bunch. And if not, then, you know, you, you know, you just have to dodge whatever he's thrown at you. But um, this boss fight's really fun and cool, but it is not very hard, I don't think. Especially coming off of the Ursula fights, it is a breeze. Yeah, it doesn't, it's real easy to dodge pretty much everything, mm. except for the blast that puts you back on the wheel. Uh-huh. Uh, which I think if you haven't jumped down, is not possible to dodge. Uh, but yeah, it's you don't take a lot of damage. He doesn't really have that much health. No, he really doesn't. He's just got like a couple of bars. So yeah, this definitely feels like, you know, either the Ursula thing represents like a very extreme difficulty spike for this part of the game, or we kind of did these levels backwards, possibly. <laughs> uh, like maybe yeah. maybe they mean for you to go here first. Even if we were still at the levels we were at when we went to Mo- Atlantica, though, I don't really think this would have been much harder than it is here. Uh, you beat him pretty easily and leave. And then something else happens. Something sure does happen. Um, it's the <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to explain how it gets there, how yeah. this comes to be. But Oogie Boogie basically gets a curate into his mansion. He does. He 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 gets housed. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it, just like in the movie, when 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 they beat him in kind of the first boss fight with him, his his sort of bag skin splits open and all of his worms fall out everywhere. And I guess we're supposed to imagine that they kind of went into the house and like merged with it. OK, sure. As you're leaving, you look back and the house has just sort of become a huge, horrible, misshapen oogie boogie thing. It's quite terrible to look upon. It is really genuinely gross. And then you get a a very good uh, text prompt, which is, I, I think, like, Oogie Boogie has been consumed by the darkness. Crush the power of darkness. Uh, Great. And um, that's what you're supposed to do. You fight this house. For about one minute, I was like, you know, this is a fun, cool fight. Yeah. And then I fell off. Yeah. And that's not so great. But it's not it's not very difficult. The main difficulty comes from the little mobs that show up and attack you. Just random, regular heartless. You basically just have to hop around and beat up the little bubbles of darkness. Oogie Boogie himself, I suppose, has... Is not conscious. No, I think he's just a big horrible thing now that has no has no uh, you know intelligence. I I think it's just you're you're basically just putting him out of his misery. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, he's covered in these sort of pustules of darkness that are all around the house, and you basically have to rescale the house and find these things and hit them until they explode. And you're not, I wish you were given like a a number counter here. Like, you know, there are X many left or whatever. 
Uh, but you, yeah, because this can be a situation where finding the last one is as hard as getting rid of all the other ones. Yeah, and it is pretty easy to fall off or get knocked off of this thing, especially since there's some new gimmicks here, like you know, uh, walkways that will sway or fall out from under you, or like a, a big. So, so the thing that that used to be the elevator becomes the big lantern that he's holding okay uh that that goes up and down and shoots shoots little blobs of fire at you uh-huh so so that thing is i guess technically killable but i did not bother to do it because it's really hard to hit mm-hmm. uh but and I'm, i was really glad when the fight ended and it turned out i did not also have to destroy <laughs> that thing to to beat it but yeah, uh, you just do this thing and it is, like you said, fun for about a minute. And then the implications of what the game's actually requiring of you uh, become clear. And it's not really that fun for the next however many minutes it takes you to successfully find the rest of these things and and whack them into oblivion. I think it's a real problem with Kingdom Hearts's battle system that it wants you to do the platforming and it wants to have like these really open 3d fights and it doesn't really have any way the only way to ensure that while you're fighting something you don't fall off of the small platforms you're on is to be really conservative with how you're fighting and that's not very fun it's not very fun and also one of the things that is an issue with especially a stage like this is how much involuntary movement you do when you're fighting right because Uh, when you are locked on to something the camera follows that thing and also whenever you do an attack you lunge toward your target yeah right Uh, even even if you're jumping you know anytime and that's tough because these platforms are small and if you fall down you basically fall down to the very bottom yeah I guess the one good thing you can say about this is that at least there's not fall damage. I think that would be sort of game-breakingly. <laughs> that would be miserable. <laughs> yeah. That would just be terrible. But yeah, Sora, he's a hardy boy. He can uh, he can just sort of jump off this thing. Well, he's got those and, big shorts. Uh, yeah, the shorts slow you down. Yeah, that's true. They they're like uh, they're like parachute pants. Right, <laughs> functional parachute pants. They're functional parachute pants. So. Now, I did remember in this fight to summon Simba, and I think he helped. Oh, that's I'm not good. really sure. That's good. What does, so I haven't really explored the summons that much in this game. What does Simba do for you? So I only summon Simba near the end of the fight, and you can charge up Simba's, like, courage blast or whatever uh-huh. he does. So you have to stand still for a second to charge it up, and that leaves you vulnerable to attack. But then when it's charged up, he does something that's good i guess i didn't see him do it but then the fight ended really soon afterwards so i don't know if he helped or if i just happened to be the end of the fight (laughs) (laughs) i like to think he helped i I like to think he helped too (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure he did some good for you there that that that's the fight really uh and that also essentially comes to the end of of halloween town as a level in this game and uh yeah you know it's it's kind of short but sweet but uh i i enjoyed this one the last scene is kind of uh the boys bidding farewell to well really to to jack and the uh jack and sally and uh dr finkelstein what what is jack's thing here he's like well it'll just be a good halloween either either way i think he says that 
we'll do a good Halloween next Halloween. So was this Halloween? Yeah, I guess I guess this was Halloween and it just kind of got messed up by this whole situation. <laughs> I hope the kids got their ca- candy or whatever Halloween yeah. does for kids. I'm not really sure. So I'll admit, as much as I love the movie, I've never actually been super clear on what Halloween Town's function is. I, I get Christmas Town. It's pretty much just like the North Pole where, you know, that's where Santa makes all of his toys and right. goes out from. But like Jack is is Jack, you know, wandering the world, scaring people and <laughs> dropping off candy or something. Is that actually, what they're all doing on Halloween? You know what? I don't think they have any candy. <laughs> They don't have candy, do they? It doesn't really seem like a thing that they know exists. I think they just scare people. So here's my proposed rewrite of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, all right. As I've said, one of my favorite movies, I watch it twice a year. I guess I love it. So I think that, you know, Halloween Town is all about scaring kids. And then they find Christmas Town and they're like, oh, they're nice to kids sometimes. That sucks. Who cares about that? But then they learn... That sometimes it's fun to give nice things to kids in addition to scaring them. And they decide to incorporate candy into Halloween. So it's the origin story of the treat in trick-or-treating. Exactly. Oh, that's very clever. I like it. Yeah. Uh, But that's not actually in the movie, unfortunately. No. So I guess they just scare kids. And that's all what Halloween is about. That's good. I mean, I'm glad that by the end of the movie, Jack has gotten his gusto back so that now he uh, he can scare kids even better because he really knows what scares them now because he's accidentally scared them so much worse on Christmas <laughs> than he ever did uh, on Halloween, I assume. Uh, and uh, now he's also really good friends with Sora, Donald and Goofy. You know, th- this one, uh, aside from the issues with the platforming, I think it's, it's probably one of the strongest levels in the game as far as like, you know, how it's actually using the Disney stuff or sort of pseudo Disney stuff in this case. Honestly, I was kind of happy to have some easier fights after those are slow ones. Yeah, for sure. So did you do anything else? Nope. Okay. I did not. Uh, I did. Um, I think I mentioned it last episode, my aborted attempt to go back to Traverse Town that ended up getting wiped from my save file because I restarted. So I, I did see Traverse Town and how the Koopo, the Moogle shop is open and that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. Did, did you do anything? No, I didn't. Uh, you know, I think that there's a couple of things you can kind of do in Traverse Town right now. Uh, but I had kind of done I, I, I guess I had actually done those you know, after the last episode anyway, like the uh, going back to Merlin and getting the the I guess it's the spellbreaker, the the keyblade from him and also getting the Dumbo summon. Uh, and yeah, I, uh, you know, there's not really too much else to do there right now. There apparently is another co- uh, uh, tournament at the Coliseum. So, you know, uh, Great. that's that's an additional thing that's that's out there. But yeah, I didn't do anything else either. So we'll pick up some of the side quests and head on to Neverland. Yeah. Or never Neverland. I never I can never get it straight. Yeah. Is the extra never just like a little grace note or is it actual part of the name? I guess we'll find out when we go to the world. Yeah, we'll see that good title card and it'll it'll tell us. So, yeah, clear everything right up That's and right. we'll finally get fly. Thank God we'll get fly. We'll get the weird gliding ability that they never managed to successfully justify why you can do that. 
across like three <laughs> games. <laughs> you just you just can you just can <laughs> using your key maybe like in dragon that's ball right. that that's right yes yeah uh so yeah i'm looking forward to all that it should be fun i'm uh you know bit of a sad farewell to halloween town but we'll see it again yeah we'll see it again in a uh, kind of a different form uh expanded form in fact so that'll be exciting when we return here again in uh in, in a later game. But uh, yeah, do you have any, any final thoughts about about this one or what we've what we've experienced in this friendly but but ghoulish Hamlet this time? Someday I'm going to make myself a costume like Sora's and finally fulfill my middle school dream. Beautiful. Uh, that's that's my main thought upon seeing just like a commanding thought for the whole mm. level. It's yeah. like, I got to get myself one of these. Because what if I end up in Halloween Town? Yeah, you don't want to look out of place. You want to look just as scary as everybody else. You think Donald used his magic to make them scary? Or they just, like, put on... They just, like, had those costumes? I want to believe they just had those costumes. Like, I want to believe that they hit up, like, whatever the equivalent of, like, a spirit Halloween is in the, like, Disney multiverse. Yeah, they left that part out. That's it's just like when you get swallowed by monster monstro, but a big spirit Halloween shows up. That's right. Yeah, and you big. just blast right through it. That's right. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it for us, folks. Uh, until until next time. Uh, this has been Kingdom Hearts Coast to Coast, and uh, uh, I don't know. Do you have a good outro for this one? Um, what do they say in Peter Pan? You gotta like. Fo- Follow the eastern star. Second, second star to the second, right. Second star to the right and straight on till morning. So uh, we'll follow that and we'll see you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kingdom Hearts Coast to Coast. Our intro and outro feature the song Trinity by T. Spiro on ocremix.org. To contact the show, send us an email at kingdomheartsc2c at gmail.com with the numeral 2. Or follow us on Twitter at khcoast2coast, again with the numeral 2. Remember to subscribe and join us again next time as we continue our adventure in Neverland. ちょっとこの人でかすぎるかもね。そんなことないさ。こいつ煙突の中に入れるんだぜ。だったらこの中も入れ。<笑>